welcome back to another episode of Oddest is Hottest. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And in this episode, we are going to talk about some awful, awful parenting. Because Kristen's going to be a parent soon. <laughs> yeah, so we figured we might as well double down on that and talk about things that I guess I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to train my child. So Right, like it's Good a fucking dog. Right. Train your child. Yeah. Yeah, not raise it, not turn it like raise it into a decent human being in society but train it to obey not like teach it life lessons or like advice or wisdom no no more just hit it with a stick Mm-hmm. this is called uh this book is called to train up a child by debbie pearl and michael pearl and eight it's got an eight percent on google so that's good at least people are shitting all over it it was published in 1994, and, you know, there's a lot of debate about corporal punishment, but this takes the uh, it to a different level. Yeah, this is child abuse. Oh, 100%. People have died. Children have died. Yeah, three as a kids result have died because of this book, and they have taken no responsibility on it. The couple that created this book have not said anything about, we're sorry that our book was, you know, thought about this way. They have literally just said, that's, you know, it's up to the parents on how they interpret the discipline yeah like fuck that shit and it, this book is still sold on amazon fuck amazon fuck amazon for lots of things but yes yeah and on christianbooks.com i'm so fucking done with religion like fuck christians you know especially because this is basically done in the name of like raising christ like children yes because they even use bible passages to try to get away with this shit yeah, like switches, you know. That's what's mm-hmm. like, hey, because that's in the Bible. Like, so is rape and selling virgins, like, and basically human trafficking your well, children. I'm sure they're cool with that too, because this was done by a husband and wife, but it was mostly done by the husband. And there's even a comment in there of that he is in charge. And when he's not around, then his wife can be in charge. Fuck you. Right. It's that whole head of the household thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. People still like, if you have a home phone or a landline and, like, old school solicit- solicitors call, they'll be like, is the head of the household home? Bitch, I am the head of the household. Right, exactly. Granted, I do like to use that sometimes to get out of things. I'm sorry, my husband's not home and I have to ask him. Just oh, like, I've 100% <laughs> said that to get out of, like, solar salesmen. Exactly. But it's mostly because, like, I'm like, oh, I can't make a decision without my husband. Like, we go in on this together, you know? Right, exactly. But, yeah, so... It's, they do this, so the whole thing is about how to raise an obedient child, right? But they start it as young as, like, crawling. Not even. Not even. They literally, this, so I guess we're starting off with the worst part to me. This, like, literally turns my stomach because I'm pregnant. Like, I'm going to try to breastfeed my child. And basically what this man said is that you can start this, they're, There isn't an age that you can't start this at. So basically, he said that his wife had an opportunity to use this on a very young child when she was breastfeeding because they bit her. That's just going to happen. What she did was pull their fucking hair. And he even notes that if they're bald, you'll have to do other things. Like what? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I can't even imagine. Like that breaks my heart something that is so vulnerable and so little and you brought into this world 
and yeah, you're just, just torturing it right away. Here. Yeah, it has no idea why you're pulling its fucking hair. And that's that the is... whole problem with this book. Like, yes. the, basically, to like, obviously, there's a lot of problems, but children can't process like we can. Exactly. All that this book teaches is to make them afraid of you. And he literally comments on that. Basically, when you use the switch or whatever, and that's this is disgusting. He literally has a size amount that you can use per age, okay, of the child. So if they're like under one, you have to use a switch that's this size. If they're over that, you can use like a belt and stuff. If you have thought that through, you're an abusive fucking person. Well, they have to. They have to teach these people how to do corporal punishment without leaving marks and getting caught and like doing it so that yeah. they don't get in trouble by the law, you know? That's fucking child abuse. That is not about you trying to train a child. That is about you trying to beat on somebody smaller than you and get the fuck away with it. And he literally says that if the child is afraid of you and they try to like run or anything like that, you still have to do it. And even if it takes you sitting on them, you have to do it. They have to know that you are bigger and stronger than them. What a fucking power trip. You're disgusting. Um, yeah. Those people shouldn't. And all, by the way, the children that died adopted. I know. What the fuck? And it's all families that have like seven biological and then they adopt two from Ethiopia. Like those fucking white saviors. Th that's them. Mm -hmm. It's fucking disgusting. And also, once again, it's always these goddamn Christian religious people that do this shit. They don't even want kids, obviously, or they wouldn't be abusing them like this right off the fucking bat. And they're the ones that have the biggest families. These authors right here have five kids, 18 grandkids. Just Ew. pumping them out into the world. Thanks. They keep perpetuating this shit. Yeah. Like, there is a series. I don't remember the TikTok username. But she basically makes videos about reactive parenting and corporal punishment and, like, yelling at your child from the view of the child. And it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned on here before that I had a cat who was my son. Like, he was my baby. He would s suckle on my thumb. Like, he was nursing on it when he was real little. I couldn't, I was trying to put myself in that mindset because he's the closest thing. I mean, this baby's not out yet, so I don't know that, that same bond yet. He is the closest I have. And to think of nursing him, holding him that tenderly, that dearly, having that bond, and then pulling his hair, pulling his tail, something like that. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's disgusting. Or, like, I don't understand how people can even just hit dogs for yeah. doing something. They don't understand. Yeah. Oh, and we also have a part where we basically force these kids to do bad. So it's like, you don't want them to leave this blanket or... Yes, the blanket part. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want them to leave this one area because you want them to obey you. You put a toy that they want to play with outside the blanket, and then when they go for it, you smack them. What the shit? Yeah. That just teaches them specifically to be scared of a blanket. You know what I mean? Like And you. That's fucking... That is child abuse. I don't know what you're talking about. Training. That is child abuse. The only people that have thought this shit up are people who have fun beating children. I'm sorry. 
Yep. Because it's it's like a training day that they do for these things. Like that's an actual event. Like, you know, having a baby and doing tummy time. Like we also have the blanket torture. That's just something that they have in their day. It's the like fuck? penciled in. Yeah, exactly. Like today we're going to torture the kids. Yep. And your children being afraid of you doesn't prevent them from doing things that you don't want them to do. It just teaches them how to hide it from you better. Correct. Also, like PTSD, your anxiety, all of these fucking problems. And he mentions also that you don't ever want to use God as a punishment. So you, if they do bad, you don't want them to go have to go read the Bible. You don't want to, you know, as you're beating them, say God would be upset about this because that teaches the child when they get older they will rebel and turn against God. It's like, okay, so they're allowed to fear you, just not your savior. Not your God. Your imaginary person in the sky. Sky daddy. (sighs) Yeah. I'm upset. I'm so upset with religion. I'm so upset with this fucking bullshit. Mm, Yeah, I figured you would be. Like, I knew you would be. Like, this would this would get to you but i didn't know like on what i didn't know if you'd ever heard of this basically i had heard of it to the point when you told me about transformed wife so like last year yeah when when we even first talked about her you had mentioned this was a thing that is the most i knew and i was kind of going into it going yeah i'm not surprised fucking evangelical christians are big on beating their kids and but then it was the it was just the newborn baby that accidentally bites you when they're nursing i i even told connor i was like it's gonna be a joke in my do i want to get bit hell fucking no and the first time they bite me it's bottles from there on out but i'm not gonna beat you for it (laughs) yeah right well and they're just like when they get teeth it's like they're just doing the same thing they did when they were gums like they're not aware you know that they're doing anything differently or hurting you that's not their goal to hurt you exactly for and there was another one where his their daughter was four months old four fucking months old that is so tiny and all she was doing was trying to crawl up the stairs where he didn't want her to go and he was beating her with a switch Mm -hmm. what the fuck Ugh. like i would be mad either way but yeah especially being pregnant i'm like oh i'm gonna kill you people Yep. Like they, another thing they do is it like fosters eating disorders, like withholding food. Yeah. They force fasting on kids. They force them to go out in the cold. That's kind of how these poor babies that did die, died. And it's not even just babies. One of them was four. One of them was seven. One of them was 13. And also about these deaths, Michael Pearl laughed. Yeah. Instead of being one of those, oh my god, I'm so sorry for the families. I can't believe they this happened to children. This is terrible. No, he fucking basically said that, well, it's a good thing my kids are still paying taxes. Yeah, and your kids are going to get handouts while mine That's are paying taxes. It's like, okay. So gross, I want to throw up on you. Yeah. Yep, Hannah Grace Rose Williams was adopted from Ethiopia by an American couple living in Washington and she died in 2011 of hypothermia according to her autopsy they read this book and they decided that that's what they were going to do was 
I mean, it says like to put your kids under cold water, like a garden hose to discipline them. Like no wonder kids died. So let's just waterboard them. You know that that's torture, like like Geneva Convention like <laughs> torture this girl, stuff, right? And so Hannah was 14. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, four-year-old, seven-year-old, a and a 14-year-old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These and are when, homeschooling. So of course, you know, they're evangelical always. homeschoolers. So nobody's going to check up on them. Yeah. This is like a incredibly like and the whole thing is to break a child's will and you know the main reason that evangelicals do that is so that they don't grow up to question anything you know don't question religion don't question your parents don't be a skeptic they don't want that they want you to be right in line they want you to be a conservative christian evangelical bringing up more evangelicals because that puts them in the control of the country mm-hmm and it all comes down to the patriarchy. And that's not even me being cruel. Like, he literally talks about in his book, you know, women being second. In her book, she talks about being second to your husband. Like, all of this bullshit evangelical shit mm-hmm. is to be behind your husband and be subservient and cook and clean for them. And it grosses me out. Yep. Yep. It's... It's one of those things where it's like there are so we, and we've talked about this before and I don't know if it's been on this podcast or the extra sisters, but it's like there are so many of us that aren't going to have children. And I know you're pregnant, but like would do it so differently, like gentle parenting or at least a variation of it, like really considering our children's individuality and feelings and emotions and processing levels that they're at, you know, like I yeah. Like there are studies. It's just like with vaccines. You cannot argue science and research. You just Mm -hmm. can't. There is science and research and studies out there that saying corporal punishment does not actually, it's not effective in discipline. Mm -hmm. It's just not because your child's not processing why they're being hit. You're literally just hitting your child. It's a reaction from the parent. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And your, your young child doesn't, all they know is they don't want to get hit. They don't, you know, that's all they're reacting to. And again, it just fosters fear. But mm-hmm. this, like, I mean, were we spanked? I mean, I was, sure. Like, That's what I was going to say. Like, I fully admit, will I probably spank my kids? Yes. But it'll be at the tail end of everything else I have tried. Like, you're still being an asshole to your sister and I've put you in timeout three times. We're done today. Like, I don't know. Like most of the time though, if you like actually talk to your children and they understand and you have de-escalation methods in place, it doesn't have to get to that point though. Right. And I definitely want to try all of that stuff first. Right. Like you usually just have to give your kids, like they're usually, especially if they're throwing temper tantrums and like doing stuff like that, they are in sensory overload Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to communicate. Like for somebody that doesn't want kids, like I like consume a ton of parenting content. And I think that's just because like, I know I'm going to be around a lot of kids in my lifetime mm-hmm. and I don't want to be the source of anybody's fucking trauma. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, I just realized that one recently, which is kind of ridiculous for somebody who has always had anxiety issues and has always been an introvert for me to just now realize that kids might have temper tantrums after school because they have just been socializing all fucking day and need some time alone. 
yeah it's kind of sad that it just i didn't realize that but i do now and now i'm gonna be like okay that's totally cool you do your own thing for a little bit like you can come Absolutely. out when you want and they have internal dialogue they just don't know how to communicate it like i was mm-hmm. watching this one thing where you know a mom gave her kid a plate of breakfast and it was a big plate and the kid in his head obviously this was interpreted by an adult but was like wow, that's a lot of food. Thanks, mommy. I really like this. But, and then tried this and was like, oh, I don't really like that. And the mom was like yelling at her kid and making him eat things and was like, but I'm full, I'm full and started crying and throwing a fit. Yeah, no, absolutely kid, not. But you know what I mean? Like it, that translates oh, into yeah. all facets of a child's life, like overstimulation and experiencing things like children can have preferences. They are allowed to like mm-hmm. things. They are allowed to dislike things. They are allowed to like, adults have temper tantrums they're just internal that's why we shake with anxiety you know what I mean like exactly my father-in-law and I actually bonded on this recently which is kind of funny because this is not how he raised his own son but looking back on it as he's getting older he's realizing that it was kind of a mistake but basically he was talking about how he hates peas like they literally just the texture just make him want to puke and his parents would always you know make him sit there forever to finish eating his peas and He's like, I would literally throw it up and they'd be like, you're making such a big deal out of it. And I told him, I was like, literally the same thing about onions. If I crunch an onion, it will make me dry heave. Yeah. And knowing that now, that's not how he raised my husband. He was definitely also on the clean plate club. No, but he and I having that bond now, we're like, okay, that's not something we're going to do with my kids because that's not okay. Like I was always one of those kids. I ate like a bird. I didn't eat very much and I was very picky and, but I would be one of those who had to sit there for hours at daycare to finish their food. And it it just caused me to have this problem with people talking to me about food. Like I can't, you, I don't like eating around people. I don't want you to talk to me about it. Any of that. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like we don't realize as adults that we're creating and instilling all of these long-term psychological effects on children about all of these things that they need to survive like food you know, mm-hmm. like exactly. my parents like rewarded me with sweets. And so now that's literally how I cope with things, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I ended up. I created a coping skill with food and now it's a major disorder in my life, you know, and I'm not blaming them. There were a lot yeah. of other things at play, but part of that was like planting that seed of like, this is a reward or this is a comfort. And part of that was also being Southern and it it really being like (laughs) comfort food constantly when you were feeling bad, somebody would bring you this or you know what I mean? But yeah, but you can do those things and fuck up accidentally without even realizing it so early on in a child's life. So for these people to actively beat their children from birth, Mm -hmm. all you're creating is a little, automaton who is yeah yeah, who's gonna do the same thing and who's never going to question anything ever yeah or they're going to be major ex-evangelical deconstructionists like a lot of people are talking about these things and how they went through it with problems with with mental health problems. problems there was one i was watching on youtube it's literally i survived this this book to train up a child And she talks about how she can't trust anybody. She literally cannot trust anybody because it's not like it was just her dad that did this. It was also her mother. And then they kind of forced her into a marriage very early on. And then he was horrible. So it's like she cannot trust anybody in her life. That's so sad. Yeah, it's it is awful. Like. It's an entire, you know, they take it takes a village. Sometimes you have a really good village, and then sometimes you have this bullshit literally mm-hmm. per- 
a ton of people just abusing children together and having book clubs about it. Yeah, it does make me think of that, though, like back, you know, when we were in little villages, this is the reason why some people didn't raise their own kids. This is why there was that grandmother figure that raised all the kids and there was that one who just got pregnant and handed them off. Like some people just shouldn't raise children, period. And it's sadly the ones that shouldn't that think that they can and should write parent books for it. Yep. And there are, and this isn't the only bad one in like the evangelical realm, but this one, especially like the Duggars took from this, for example, like, and everyone in their cults and they're widely publicized. Like, you know, they, Mm -hmm. we, we watch them with, you know, the next episode is out, you know what I mean? And this is the kind of shit they're doing to their kids. Yeah. That's so that's so gross this killed three children and it's still being sold and still being propagated everywhere it's not even done by like a child psychologist anything like that they just have a church like they have a i don't know something ministries and they make like 1.9 million dollars a year but they yeah. they're not rich or anything that that goes back into the ministry oh yeah yeah, sure all your book 501c3 me 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 fucking gross I'm getting so <laughs> uh, angry at religion. It's getting more and more now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you and Connor both. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'd rather, you know, not raise a child in a toxic culture to think that they're dirty or not worthy or live in fear or that this is okay or something and just know that religion exists and this is how I feel about it. And you can make your own decisions. You know, I'd rather them be on this side of it than never break out of it and be able to think for themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I guess I'm kind of sad about it recently because it was funny. It was for our Exorcister show, but we were watching like scary ghost videos and stuff to try to creep each other out. And one of the ones I was watching just happened to be in this tiny little Catholic church tiny and this priest was doing a video basically it was for covid and he was going to do a video for his mass and instead there was a ghost in the background whatever we're ignoring the ghost part of it it was just the looking inside the church like i can smell it and it's so comforting in my brain in my body but it's what people have done to it that has ruined it yeah. And like for a lot of people, they would have the exact same experience. That smell and that experience would be like incredibly triggering and damaging for mm-hmm. them, you know? So it just really depends on how fortunate you get with wherever you're brought up. Like I could walk into a church and not have a visceral reaction, but a lot mm-hmm. of people would, you know? And I have a fairly like, do I want to go to a church? No, absolutely not. But I appreciate their architecture. You know what I mean? I appreciated mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. around the churches that, and I think that's what a lot of deconstructionists and ex evangelicals and ex Catholics and whatever you want to call us all in this group kind of miss afterwards is just that at least speaking from my own experience and from a lot of like atheist experience that I listen to is there's just that community. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people in it is because Mm -hmm. you don't want to get ostracized from a community that you've been part of for a long time. 
and that's Definitely. been supportive of you but it's almost like a, a it's a very conditional type of support too yeah and once again I'm just different on that because I'm an introvert so the community was never the thing that really stuck me there but it was right. it's just the building because I literally remember being young and my mom would you know help out at the church on weekends and stuff like that and she'd bring me along because she was a single parent and I could just like basically have the run of the place when I was younger and just the smell of it and the feel of it is just so comforting. So when the people weren't like infiltrating your experience, it was fantastic. Yes, exactly. If the people would get the fuck out of it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately people are uh, a big part of the religion. Yeah. They pretty much make it, but you know, I think it's good to involve kids in the like history that is religion and things like that Mm because they can still appreciate it and learn about it but then also learn about the you know evils as well Mm -hmm. well, I think that's a huge part especially a huge problem in just America and with white people mostly is just the whitewashing of it of looking at only the good ever and not ever thinking about the bad like I part of why I still lane catholic and i kind of want to keep that as the tradition well part of that tradition is looking at the bad and you know the crusades and the inquisition and stuff like that yeah and i look at like for this is not quite on that same note but just kind of i guess talking about like how we were raised and the like I guess our like parents and things like that being so different like there was a I just wanted to bring this up at some point but there was a thing just randomly on Facebook and you know how like boomers do weird shit on Facebook right (laughs) Mm -hmm. like my I don't know why this bothered me so much but it, the question was literally just, what was your favorite subject in school? And my mom said literature, but when it was the Bible, I was uh, like, gross. Renee, <laughs> um, ma'am, have you read the Bible? Because I think you're cherry picking it because there's a lot of shit in there that is fucking disgusting. You know what's bothering me right now? You guys are getting a little, little into our lives right now. <laughs> when I got pregnant. My mom is, well, was Catholic. Now she's Presbyterian or something, but I don't think that's different. (laughs) I don't think she goes to mass. I know they're very, very different. I don't think she like goes anymore. I don't, she has never prayed my entire life. I was never taught to, you know, say your prayers at night. None of that ever in, in my life. She got this bear for my unborn child that does the now I lay me down to sleep yeah which is creepy that prayer Uh is creepy I had to say that Uh every every night but except for instead of if I should die before I wake I pray the Lord my soul to take my mom changed it because she didn't like the if I should die and so it was different but anyways yeah but that creepy prayer exactly this bear says this thing and she basically said to me she goes because she knows that my husband's an atheist if Connor doesn't want this around I'll leave it at my house. And I looked at her and I was like, honestly, I don't want this around. And she goes, well, then I'll leave it at grandma's house and we can say prayers at grandma's. And that is fucking with me. Like, it's just like one of those little insects that digs in your brain and keeps fucking with you over and over. That is messing with me because I'm sitting here going, 
how hypocritical. You have never said prayers my entire life. You never taught me how to say prayers. My kids are not going to go over to your house for you to treat them like they need to be this religious thing just so that you can get in with the in crowd. No. I saw somebody actually talking about something similar because they have a five-year-old and one of the hard boundaries that they drew with their in-laws was you don't talk to them about religion, period, end of discussion, because you'll taint their view of religion. Mm-hmm. And one day they picked up their five-year-old and the first thing out of their mouth in the car is, why don't you know Jesus? Oh my God. And it was, they were furious because now their child is thinking that, you know, they need to know Jesus to get into heaven, you know, and that's a, that's very stressful for a child that doesn't understand. Yes. It, like, I'm not even, mm, that is also a terrible scenario. And I don't know how I'd handle that. In my scenario, I'm almost more pissed off because she's being a hypocrite about it. She's, she's not religious, but she's acting like she is. Like if she was one of those, if she was a devout Catholic still, there's not much I could say. I would explain it to my child, but there's really not much I could do. But the fact that you are playing somebody, you're playing house, you're not that person. You're you're playing fake, and I'm not cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Not with my kids. You're not going to be a fake person. Yeah, I definitely, like, if I had kids, I'd have to draw, like, a hard boundary with my mom because she would want to get them. Like, to be fair, like, my mom does respect my lack of faith. She doesn't like it. And it hurts her. But, like, if I had a kid, she would be like, can I buy them a Bible? Like, she probably would anyways. And I'd be like, no, I'm not going to let them read the Bible unless it's with me and it's for educational purposes only, period, end of discussion. My child is not being introduced to religion without me, period, because I am not going to let them think about hell. I am not going to let them think that somebody is has died for their sins. I am not going to let them think that. And I don't care if she's religious or not. Or mm-hmm. faking it or not. Because my mom does go to church. She does right. all that shit. She prays every single night. Twice a fucking day. In the morning. At night. She puts people on prayer lists. Like she. All that shit. Like she lives for that shit. But I would not be okay with my children being introduced to religion. Without the context of it just being for educational. The same way we learned about Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Islam. Uh, just all of it you know what i mean like all the major mm-hmm. religions of the world we're just going to add catholicism and christianity onto the list and move on because all the gods are the same they all do the same shit like and you need to know that there's nothing wrong with you no matter what that god says you know right yes definitely like and that'll still be the ultimate you know when they ugh, i'm gonna have to find that bear and throw it out <laughs> if they go over to grandma's and grandma made us do prayers with this bear thing that's yeah, gonna be a whole conversation yeah fucking like, great well, you know how sometimes kids have imaginary friends. Adults need some too for comfort. Like their end of discussion, you know? I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Grandmas have imaginary friends too, except theirs think that they'll be thrown into a hellfire. Yeah. And just to let you guys know, this is how great it's going to be. So Amanda and Brad will be around all the time. They're atheists. My husband is an atheist. His father's an atheist. I'm basically leaning that way. And then you have my mother who's trying to push this religion on a a being that's not going to be, they're going to be like, no, grandma, this is what it really is when they go over there. It's going to be great. You know, and I'm sure, especially with Connor being as intelligent and witty as he is and you being as, you know, sharp as you are, like this kid is just going to be like, 
why are you talking to a fake like who oh, are you talking happen. to <laughs> it's gonna happen and especially with my father-in-law because he is also very smart but he is also a very um he can be crude sometimes yeah. so it's gonna be a who the fuck you talking to <laughs> so why who do you what do you think is happening like if god <laughs> didn't answer the prayers of the people that are like dying of covid he doesn't give a shit yeah. that you want you know chocolate for breakfast you know what i mean like yeah, he doesn't care about this animatronic bear right here at all no no yeah and on a bigger scale that's what drives me so that's just a whole different conversation but so tone deaf <laughs> yeah absolutely God. yeah i don't it's so frustrating I'm very fortunate, none. though, like, if I told my mom a boundary, she may not agree with it, but she would respect it. So, like, I hope that that's as easy for you as it oh, would be for God. me. God. I'm terrified. Like, I'm honestly terrified to have this conversation. It is not going to go well. Just make a list of your boundaries and write them down and hand them out. And not just to your mother, just to everyone. That way she doesn't feel left out. Like, these are how we are raising our children. And if they are around you and you are babysitting them, these are the rules for my children that must be followed at all times for you to interact with them and give it to me, Ugh. give it to your mom, <laughs> give it to your father-in-law, you know, like give it to everybody. And that way she doesn't feel left out. And then she also doesn't feel singled out <laughs> when she fails. You know, you can start it now and just have it on deck. <laughs> Cause she's a big one. Like I've been working on, I know we're getting away from religion and stuff now, but we're still in child rearing. I've been working on, becoming at least a vegetarian for years i don't think it'll ever happen i struggle with chicken way too hard so i think i'll probably just stop there but if i don't want my kids to go to mcdonald's and have chicken nuggets that's gonna be a thing set in stone and i know her she's gonna take them i know and it's gonna be i know mommy doesn't want this but i'm gonna disrespect uh, her right in front of you yes and that's pissing me off too because i know that's exactly how it's gonna be she does that shit to my husband Literally, right in front of me, she will disrespect me to him. She does it with you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you need to learn the boundaries, or that's that. And I think that's how people like have to be. It's like if you don't respect the boundaries, you don't get them, period, in a discussion. Right. And that's going to be the hard conversation. Like with, with us, it's like one thing, you know, if you cross my boundaries, like we're adults and we'll talk through it, but these are your children and they're being you know everything that they absorb they absorb you know so if they yes. learn to disrespect you from your mother they think they're gonna think it's okay yes they're being manipulated you're manipulating them into praying and eating what mom says no to and i get that that's what grandmas are for to a point yeah but that's what boomers and stuff and the generation before them made it out to be it's still disrespectful just because exactly. they said that it was okay that's still just one of those things that is dated you know it's true absolutely like that we need to get rid of like respect the parent or don't see the child right unless they're being abused that's different but you know like I'm not gonna if you're like hey can you watch my kids and like you know they can't have soda i'm not gonna be like <laughs> everybody gets dr pepper you know like because because right. i respect you and like sure you know absolutely i'm not gonna do that i remember how upset my mom was that like a babysitter gave me soda for the first time that's fucked up don't do that yeah exactly 
And honestly, if you're like, shit, they saw my root beer, it doesn't have any caffeine, and you send me that text, I'll be like, whatever, let them have it. But I'm not, I'm not a jerk. It just, can we not start these bad habits? <laughs> yes, these, like, it, it's a fucking drug. Sugar, caffeine, meat, those are drugs. They affect the chemicals in your brain and make you crave them more. That is what a drug does. Do you want to hear something crazy and off topic completely? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, great. There was this woman and she moved to Germany, right? Mm -hmm. She ate all the same junk food, Hot Pockets, Pop-Tarts, fucking Little Debbie's, like all the same trash processed junk food that she Mm -hmm. ate here. Didn't change a goddamn thing. And I'm really trying to emphasize didn't change a goddamn thing and lost weight to show you how dangerous our food is here and how much shit they put in it is okay but okay but question mm-hmm. is that also because i know in europe there's more of a walking culture no she, she works from home okay wow uh, it's Gross. well and and people know that it, that's just like a known fact in the united states they put well yeah all it's because the eu in our food yeah the eu is actually amazingly good which is why it's ridiculous that britain left because they do a lot of good things for europe that's one of them the fact that there are things there are fragrances and chemicals in things that you can sell in japan and the u.s that can never go to europe period they won't allow them because of cancer and stuff like that like bath and body like all the shit literally yeah 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 which scares me yeah yeah anyways don't abuse your children (laughs) don't read from this book because it will it will kill them so do not read from that book exactly and like yeah i'm sure a lot of children have not died but literally three have and that's three too many and many have been traumatized how many this is really dark but how many have killed themselves later oh well yeah just from the trauma around yeah yeah of having to be raised in a in a culture like this at home not being able to trust anybody constantly being tortured unless you do exactly what they say what about there's a passage at the end of this book where it's basically a letter to the the dad wrote to the sons and one of them talks about finding a wife. What about gay kids? I can't imagine how many people just from this one book have probably killed themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. Well, they don't consider having queer children because that's not that's just not going to happen. Period. Not to them because they trained their children. To obey. Right. I'm ready. You can come out to me. You can come out to Aunt Amanda yeah we got people you can talk to i'm queer as fuck so yeah i basically have a girlfriend on the side (laughs) there you go my husband's aware he knows (laughs) he brought me gifts from her is that the coffee shop lady no that's the coworker (gasps) that tried to pick me up (laughs) at the christmas (laughs) party yes i love that so much she got me skull cookie cutters for christmas (laughs) yeah guys are meant to be I'm saying. <laughs> well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're a parent, what's your experience with like gentle parents, specifically gentle parenting? I, if you do this kind of shit, I don't want to hear your fucking thoughts, you know. But you know what? What's your experience with gentle parenting and going off of the you know 
the path that our parents did. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying my parents did a shitty job or anything, but it's just so different of how we want our kids to experience feelings and process them and talk about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I want to make sure that the children that I'm around, even if they're not my own, feel like they're in a safe and comfortable space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thank you guys so much for being here. You can find us on all of our social medias. Everything is oddest is hottest, except for Twitter, which is oddest hottest. Our email is oddest is hottest at gmail.com. And I think that's all I got for you. Yeah. And until next time. Bye. bye.